Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Anne-Marie McEwen here. Today is Sunday, January the 13th, 2019. It's 8 p.m. in New York and 5 p.m. in Los Angeles. It's after midnight, 1 a.m. in London and Sydney, Australia. You're looking at 12 noon. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for yet another edition of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And uh, we are pleased and proud to be once again live streaming both on Facebook's uh, LOA Today page and to the Law of Attraction Change My Life group. And so if you're listening to the live stream, welcome. Uh, it's another Q&A, so if you have questions that you would like us to address, we love answering questions. So feel free to punch them right in there, and we will do our best to give you the best answers you can find anywhere, because that's what we do. Besides, it's a lot of fun, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So we had a, a, a bit of fun of our own here in Connecticut this past Thursday. You, you managed to pull off a surprise party for your husband, Mike. And I have to give you credit for doing that because those aren't easy to do, Anne-Marie. <laughs> no, there weren't. No, they weren't. It was tricky, especially when you're planning a party with a five-year-old yeah. mm-hmm. who you babysit for every day. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were together a lot. And, yeah. Um, uh, fortunately, she tells a lot of stories. So I was able to deflect some of the times when she was actually talking about the party and I was able to make it sound like something else. So he didn't have a clue. Yeah, it was well, it was a lot of fun, though. It was evident that he didn't have a clue because it was a surprise party. And when uh, she led him into the darkened room and we all shot surprise, I thought he was going to faint. <laughs> he was shocked. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty something. Well, he thought she was hiding on him, mm. so he wanted to scare her. He pulled the curtains aside, like you know, like boo, like I found you. And then it was a total <laughs> shock to him. He was like, no, <laughs> so he wanted to run away. I think. <laughs> and I gotta tell you too. I, I mean, you get enough people into that room. That was loud. When everybody shot surprise, that was loud. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't have EMS people standing by just in case of a heart attack because it was just loud. <laughs> it was a good time. But it was a lot of fun. It was great. And like uh, yeah. you told me before the uh, uh, podcast started, yep, we did, got a chance to talk to your mother. That was great. Um, didn't, we didn't get too much of a chance to do much mixing. Louise was doing better, but she wasn't really up to doing a lot of walking around and so forth. So. We just kept. Yeah, she looked kept pretty good. Simple. She looked pretty good. Yep, she's uh, she doesn't quite have the energy she wants yet. Um, we're not quite sure what what maybe doing that. It might be all the medications she's on. So that's something we'll bring up next time we have a doctor's appointment to see if we can get that cut down a bit. And meanwhile, For she sure. is she is focusing on looking at happy things, things that make her laugh, things that good. make her feel good. She she even noticed that just the other day she was looking at some stuff. She was reading um. I, forget, I think it was a book by Michelle Obama and it had some sad mm-hmm. stuff in it and, and she was really emotionally getting teary about it and wondering you know, what to make of it and so forth. I said, well, I don't know what to make of it, but if you're more emotionally vulnerable, it's a great time to be looking at stuff that feels good because that's going to come out even more too. So that's what she's doing. Yeah. So good stuff she all around. She to laugh yoga. Well, we're, we are now closer to being able to do that. Um, I'll have so, to check your calendar to find out when the next, when is the next one? Uh, the next one is the first Tuesday in February. February. Okay. Well, I'm sure we can probably make that one then. So I'll make sure that uh, it goes onto the calendar. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Very good. Yes. And for anyone else who's in central Connecticut who might be listening in, uh, the events at the Buttonwood Tree are well worth attending. And uh, if you ever want a taste of it, she 
uh, Emory live streams them on Facebook. So it's a good way to get an idea of what kind of musical acts and other kinds of performers that uh, you have there. And you have some pretty good ones there. I mean, you, you had somebody there last night uh, that was getting some pretty good reviews from people who were commenting on your posts. So that was good. Yeah, it was it was a wonderful concert last night. We do. I'm amazed at the performers that come through. They're just so talented. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's good. Um, buttonwood.org mm-hmm. for anybody who's interested. And yeah. um, we are in Middletown, Connecticut. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Walt. Yeah, no problem. Got to get a little plug in there. So mm-hmm. now we have to tie the rest of the world in because obviously we go around the world. But um, hello, yes. rest of the world. Again, it's a Q&A. If you have questions, feel free to uh, punch them in. I'm seeing people saying hello and and uh, announcing their presence. Thank you, one and all. We're, we're glad that you're here. Uh, lots of people saying that it's cold. Yes, there's a lot of that going around. Um, in fact, I, uh, I had to speculate, Anne-Marie, uh, because Virginia, once again, is getting snow, maybe in northern Virginia, maybe maybe as much as a foot of snow. And I'm beginning to wonder, is it possible that Virginia is going to get more snow than Connecticut this year? Wow. I, I don't think so. I mean, it's certainly possible. <laughs> Anything's possible, but I would not bet on it. You wouldn't bet on it? Well, they, they've got quite a head start on this, you know. They, they already have more snow um, accumulated. I mean, it's melted away, but they've accumulated more snow yeah. than we have this year. And they're about to get yeah, a foot more, more. So, I mean, they have a lead. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right. Crazy. So uh, let's see. Do we have any uh, particular topic to talk about tonight? Um, anything um, newsworthy? Anything? Well, we've had a lot of good news this week. I don't know if you heard all the stuff that's been going on. Have you, have you listened about to it? About what? Um, people who are listeners who are, and, and participants on the show who are having great things happening through the Law of Attraction. Oh, that's good. You haven't heard about that's them? Cool. Oh, well, I'll give you a quick I've, rundown. <clears throat> um First and foremost, Didi, who is one of our regular listeners, uh, about a, a week and a half ago, Nasha let us know that she was in the hospital and was facing emergency surgery. And this yeah. was on the day when Cindy Chavez and I do uh, the Neville Goddard, one of the Neville Goddard books. And so Nasha asked us for help to help Didi avoid the surgery. So we did this um, holding her in high you know, esteem and, and imagining her healthy and participating in you know, the commenting like she often does and so forth. And as it turned out, um, after we, we did that, she, she was scheduled to have surgery within 24 hours of that. She did not have the surgery, and two days later, she was out of the hospital entirely. So it was a very, nice. very big win for, for Didi, which was fantastic. That's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of thing you like to hear. Um, Carlos, sadly, is no longer a co-host because, happily, his career is taking off like, like gangbusters. Um, he's oh, been getting nice. he's been getting all these uh, call-ins for uh, doing commercials, and they all happen to uh, you know coincide with days when we're having him on the podcast. So he keeps having to call and say, "I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't do it." <laughs> but oh. the good news is, I mean, it's all it's, it's been feeding him his career, which is exactly what he's been trying to attract. And yeah, so that's great. That's that is wonderful. great. Yeah, and, and he also texted me something that I've mentioned before to our listeners, so some will recognize it. But he texted me a message that said, "This stuff really works." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> Which was really great. And then the other good piece of news this week is another co-host, Alex King, has a new boyfriend that she's been trying to manifest for quite some time. She's got herself wow. a relationship going. And apparently they're they're just completely tight at this point after a very short period of time. And the most uh, amazing thing, uh, we often like to talk about stuff where the law of attraction is concerned, where we manifest something that doesn't seem mundane. Because so 
people, I mean, we, we're, we're all like this. We, we feel like, well, if it just happened through what seemed like normal channels, well, you can't really say it's the law of attraction. That's what we like to think about. Actually, it is, but we just pretend that it's not. So we want to know about you know, the ones that feel like there was a magic wand attached. Well, this one felt like there was a magic right. wand attached. And it's because Alex has Asperger's syndrome. And oh. she's on the autism spectrum. And, yeah. but she doesn't, I mean, when she's looking for a relationship, she doesn't advertise it <laughs> for understandable reasons, you know. <clears throat> well, anyway, she hooked up with this guy who apparently is a, uh, I guess, an ex-Marine and a fireman. And uh, they're, they're doing well and they, they get along really well. And they found out after they've been talking for a while that they both have Asperger's. Now, what are the wow. odds of that? Wow. I mean, talk about, now that, that's a magic wand moment. That's where you can tell, right, th this right. was law of attraction just making things work exactly perfectly. Because I, I, I can't imagine that Alex was actually looking for somebody who had Asperger's. I mean, I hadn't no. asked her that question, but that's, that's not the kind of thing you really look for, right? So, yeah, but anyway. I didn't think so. Although, you know, deep in her heart, she might have been thinking to herself, she wants somebody who can relate to her the full who she is and true. the fullness of who she is is part of that is Asperger's. That's and so true. maybe in her unspoken desire to have somebody connect with her fully, that's what they get. That's mm -hmm. what the universe provided. Yeah. So three good things happening in just the past week. And, and we love that. That's yeah. the kind of thing that makes everybody feel good, you know, because absolutely. You know, so, sometimes absolutely. we all need to have that little bit of a boost that says, yeah, this stuff really does work. I mean, right now I don't feel like I'm doing real well, but I see all these good things happening to people. This stuff really does work. That's good. That helps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good. Well, I'm glad to hear those things. And uh, this morning, Mike and I started our day listening to the uh, meditation that you did. With Linda? I think it was Friday. Linda Armstrong, right. On Friday afternoon, I think, or Friday. Was, I don't know if it was Friday morning or Friday afternoon. It was but the I, afternoon. But I remember you saying it was Friday. So. Yep. Yeah, it was that Friday afternoon, and I uh, had good attendance. We've had uh, good response on it. People really, really enjoyed it. And it was fact, nice. Yeah, and, and it was a different concept. I, I had, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense, but I never really thought about doing a meditation to connect to a future self. You've heard about people doing like past life regressions and all this other kind of stuff, but connecting to a future self—that that was new. I had never heard of connecting to a future self before. Yeah, yeah, that was really interesting, and. Um, Mike, Mike connected to to somebody who was much younger, you know, like uh, close in age to himself. I connected to a very old myself. Like, oh, really? I was probably 85 or 90, yeah. What was it so, like? Oh, I hope I lived that long, but um, it was it was good. It, 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 you know, basically my older self was telling me at this point in time to be more confident and be more sort of aggressive and strong, not, not necessarily aggressive, but strong in my convictions and be, be true to who I am and be, you know, be confident. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So well, it's, it's fascinating to me because I mean, I told you on the podcast what, I, what was happening to me. I don't, I didn't have any specific connection with a future self at, at least not consciously. Yeah. What I did yeah. have was a, a lot of feeling of energy and, kind of losing track of my consciousness at one point. So my subconscious picked up whatever went on. I have no idea what it went on for about a large chunk of it, which was kind of weird. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. Like she said, that's okay. You mm -hmm. know, your subconscious connects and your conscious mind doesn't need to. It's probably a better thing if it doesn't. Perhaps. That may be true. 
that may be true. Although I'm curious, I'm, I, part of me wants to have a little conversation saying, you know, so um, subconscious mind, so come on, share the goods, <laughs> what happened? <You> know? <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'll find out in due course, whatever it is. But um, let's see, what else is happening? Uh, well, we try to stay away from news, but what else is, is good lately? Well, the party was good. I mean, that was a nice... That, one of the things that uh, David Bartke and I used to talk about before you took over his spot was yeah. the idea of, for him, it was food. Vibration-raising food, he would call it. Oh, but, okay. But it can also be an activity. And, and that party was definitely a vibration-raising activity because, I mean, literally, oh, after, especially after everybody said surprise and, and Mike scraped himself off, off up off the ground and everybody was, was smiling <laughs> and saying hello and everybody was, you know, feeling good. They were feeling very good. You could feel the energy in the room. It was very, very high. So th yeah. those are always good because even if you're not in a great place, the energy picks you up when you have that many people around who are feeling good. Right. You know? Right. And that's why I encourage people who are, who are alone to come to the Buttonwood Tree because a lot of times people who are alone, they don't feel comfortable going out. And the Buttonwood Tree is a great place to go out when you're alone because, first of all, there are a lot of people who do go out alone there. Mm -hmm. And second of all, the energy in the whole space is one that's very positive and very sort of warm and inviting and comforting. So that's the overall atmosphere of it. So you, you feel you feel nurtured almost just by walking in the door. And then because there are so many singles, um, it's just it's just the norm sort of, I don't want to say the norm, but it, it's very much, it happens a lot that people are, are single when they come there. So, mm -hmm. and of course we've had like 14 marriages come out of there. So, you never you never Have know. You really? I don't want to wow. say it's a singles pickup joint, but those <laughs> things happen. <laughs> and actually yours is one of them, isn't it? Now that I think that's, about it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I'm taking guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, that's funny, though. Picking up, so we're yeah. good there. But, uh, you know, a lot of people do. And it's a great place to go on first dates, too, mm. because, uh, because number one, we're in the middle of the state, so people come from all over the place. Right. We've got lots of restaurants to choose from. So it makes a great night. Go out to a restaurant and then come to the Butler Tree for a show. It's just, it's just a no-brainer. You'll have a good time. That's fabulous. Well, I don't see anybody uh, posting any questions yet, so I guess we have to kind of stimulate things a little bit. So I'm going to ask you a question and see if you can uh, come up with an appropriate response for it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm nervous now. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I'll try to keep them real simple. Um, I'm going to actually go with a couple of questions that I saw uh, posted on Facebook today. One person was asking the question. Uh, she was saying that she'd been doing – uh, meditating and affirmations and so forth for quite some time. I think she cited like a year or two and things have been going great. And then she stopped and things weren't going so great. And now she was having trouble getting started again. What do you tell somebody who's having trouble getting started again? So when you say getting started and stopped and everything, is that her focus on? No, the practice, she, she'd been in the habit of daily meditating and, and meditating uh, uh, and, and doing the affirmations daily. She had had her processes that she was doing every day, and then she stopped. She stopped doing the practices every day, so mm. she fell out of the habit. And now she mm. was finding herself in the place of, oh, God, i got to get the habit going again. Yeah, that's hard. Um, that's really hard, speaking from one who uh, is not very good at keeping habits going and, and <laughs> It's tough. Um, 
I, I guess for me, the biggest thing is to remind myself how good it feels when you're doing the habit that you want to be doing. So you remind yourself about that, and then you find some things that you are doing well that you can congratulate yourself about to nurture yourself and encourage yourself to do the right thing again. And then maybe the whole habit of what she was doing, maybe the whole routine of what she was doing was too long. And that's maybe why she got out of it, because it was taking too much time, possibly. I have no idea, of course. But, it's hard to tell, yeah. Um, speaking from my own experience of what I try to do, um, maybe just going back and doing a smaller portion of what she was doing before, saying, well, I'm not going to do all that, but I'm going to start with just doing one or two exercises mm -hmm. instead of five exercises, something like that. So starting off small. And just trying to realize that it's so important to to keep doing it and mm -hmm. and nurture yourself and encourage yourself along the way and just pick a couple things is that's what I would say. I mm -hmm. don't know what would what would you say to her? Well, I think it's a good idea what you suggested. Keep it simple. Keep it short. Um, I would also remember that when she was doing it regularly, when she when she had these this habitual set of processes, whatever these processes were that she was doing regularly. It was easy to keep going with them. And the reason it was easy to keep going was because for one reason or another, she was enjoying it. It was fun mm -hmm. or, or it just made her happy or you know, there, there was something about it that made it easy to keep it going. Mm -hmm. So I'd recommend looking for the fun again. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, if, if the process is like, if, you think, if you're a meditator, a firmer, and you look at it and you say, oh, meditation just doesn't sound really exciting to me or affirmations just don't really sound exciting to me. Well, they don't have to. I mean, there are dozens of processes you can do. So, mm -hmm. you know, find something else that you can do that's fun, that's enjoyable. I mean, I, I actually have a list that I keep on the wall. This is something Patty Framer recommended to me. Right. A, a list of go-to processes that I can do if I'm getting in that place where ugh, I just don't feel like doing anything. And as long as I can get just enough energy to go look at that list, pick one and do one, that is usually enough to get started onto that positive track again. Um, right. And, and I, I don't even have to look at the list anymore. I already know what my best ones are. My best yeah. ones involve nature walks, um, positive music. Those are th like my two biggies. One of yeah. those two almost always will work for me. And this time of year, because of the cold, the nature walk isn't always the best option. <laughs> so sometimes I have to go to option two. But I can always count on the music, especially these days in the era of smartphones and computers and so forth, where you can play right. music anywhere. You know, so it's it's really not all that difficult to to develop a playlist and and even if it's, if it's a short playlist, it doesn't matter. Just you know your favorite songs that make you feel good, and just play that list or you know play them random or whatever. Do that right. for and if you're really down, this is the other thing I found with with whatever your thing is. For me, it's play, it's playing the music, right? Um, yeah. It, whatever that thing is that makes you feel good, if you're feeling really down, just do it for a long period of time. You know, yeah. if, if you normally do it for 30 minutes to pick yourself up or 15 minutes or whatever it is, do it for an hour instead. Do it for two hours, you know? Right. Just keep going yeah, and going and going until it feels better. Well, it almost always does. That's the thing. The only way that it doesn't, and this is the, this is the real hitch, the only time it doesn't work is if you start doing one of these processes that are usually really powerful for you, powerful for you, and then 
you keep focusing on the stuff that you don't like. <laughs> yeah, well. That's going to undermine it. So you have to also make the commitment that, you know what, I'm going to change the thought process. I'm going to use this as a crutch, as a way to help me get there. I mean, this is going to be my, right. my method for getting there. But you kind of have to commit to getting there. You have to say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. I don't have a whole lot of motivation right now. I don't have a lot of energy. I don't have a lot of this. But I do have this process. So I'm going to follow the process there. And if only for the next five minutes, I'm going to block out all that other crap and just say, I'm going to focus on this wonderful process that makes me feel better. And if you do that, yeah. then you can get the momentum going. Because that's really what it's all about is getting that momentum going, right? Right. I mean, until, right. it, until it gets going, you feel like you're getting nowhere. But once you get the momentum going, then everything shifts, which, yep. is, which is a cool thing. And it's, it's a little bit trickier when you're talking about doing a habit every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get yourself into that habit of doing something every day versus getting yourself out of a funk that you happen to be in in this yeah. particular moment. You know, it's kind of almost two different things, really. Um, or you, you can probably use the same processes, but they... Um, it just may not work to create that habit every day. Um, well, Abraham makes a nice point about that. They make the point that when we wake up, we are, at the moment that we wake up, we are at our best point in the day to give ourselves the best shot of, of starting the day off the way we want to. Because right. we've just been through a rest cycle where we, the, the whole law of attraction thing kind of you know, slowed to a crawl for a bit while we slept. And we right. basically turned off and, and we allowed ourselves to do a reset. They call it pushing the reset button, right? Well, yeah. treat it like pushing the reset button. You just push the reset button. First thing you do in the morning, do a process. And you just have to make yourself say, you know what? I want to do that process because I want to feel good the rest of the day. You have right. to kind of remember, yeah, if I do that, the rest of the day is going to go well. If I don't, the rest of the day is going to go poorly. Which way do I want it to be? You almost have to be that, that hard on yourself and say, what do I want? Do I want the day to feel good or do I want the day to feel bad? Because I have my choice right there. No, that's the perfect time to make right. the choice. So right. that's what I would recommend. Now, Siraj has a question for us. He says, please share your vision board stories. I like to listen to your conversations. <laughs> oh, okay. Go for it. So let's see. Do you want to go first or should I? Uh, I think you should. Oh, okay. You should. Yeah, well, because, uh, yeah. All right. Well, the thing, first thing I need to tell you, Siraj, is that I have never been successful with vision boards per se. And the reason I associate with that is I'm one of those people who has a hard time creating images in my mind and making them stick. Um, Linda demonstrated, Linda Armstrong demonstrated on Friday that I can get an image in my mind. It lasts about a half second. And then it's gone. <laughs> but I can get it for like a half second sometimes if I'm really, really stimulated in the right direction. But most of the time I have trouble with that. Um, and you would think that a vision board would help with that because I've got the images right there. But I've never found that it actually works. So I've done something different instead. I have created what I call a vision video. Because for me, I like watching the video, the motion, and putting music to it and, and turning it into an event to be experienced rather than a static thing on a board. Um, and I, I don't have any major uh, manifestation stories to tell about it, but what I can tell you is, unlike vision boards, my vision video, I've been able to stick to it a lot more, do it much more consistently. And by do it, I mean go back and play the video and watch the video and get psyched. And as Neville Goddard says, assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled because I'm actually kind of watching you know, my, my wish being played out. 
And what do I put into my vision video? I put in um, like a dream home for Louise and I. What what do we want our dream home to look like? Well, I found some really great video footage that a housing contractor had put together to show his uh, model home. And much of it was stuff that Louise and I want in our home. So I said, cool, there I go. Now I have a start, right? Wow, that's great. And then uh, I also found some video of of the ocean uh, in Hawaii. Uh, you know, shoreline shots and so forth and, and uh, volcanoes and things like that. So adding that in, too. Um, and even if you don't want to buy video creation software, I actually did buy a, a relatively inexpensive package. Um, but even if you want to do it for free, there is software out there. It takes a little bit of learning to do it. But if you're like me and the video board thing just doesn't work, this is a great alternative. You just go get the software, and you can you can actually piece together from all these videos. You can put them all together in a row, so you can watch them all in a row. Um, kind of like what you get when you, uh, you know, how you play something on YouTube, and when one video is done, it'll go to another one. Yeah. And so on and so forth. Well, this is the same yeah. thing, except I'm determining what's on my playlist, so I get to right. see all my my uh, vision videos in a row. And yeah, then I, I, right cool. now it's about uh, 12 minutes long, and eventually I hope to make it like 20 or 30 minutes long once I add in all the stuff that I want. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I've never heard of uh, software like that. That's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. There, there's quite a bit of software. What's, um, I don't, like I said, I don't use the free one, but let me see if I can find what it's called. I know it's here. Audacity. That's what it's called. Audacity. A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. It's freeware, um, and, and you can just install it and use it. And there is a learning curve. It's not the simplest thing in the world because you're talking about video. But if it's something you really want to go for, you know, go for it. Why not? Um, nice. Especially if you if you got the issue I have of you know vision boards just not really working for me. So I, I can't uh, give you a, a direct vision board story, Siraj, but I can tell you what my workaround is, and that's what my workaround is. So do you do cool. vision boards at all, Anne Marie? You know, I have. I I don't really have a, a strict vision board. I've created collages of things that sort of represent me but not a vision board per se and part of my I think reluctance to do it is that I'm afraid that if I if I put something down on my vision board it might come out exactly like that and what if that's not exactly what I want (laughs) you know what I mean like I know that's silly but so I, part of me wants to create a vision board and put some things up there. And then part of me is like reluctant to restrict myself to whatever it is I actually cut out of a newspaper or something, you know, so. It's a funny thing <laughs> so what you I mentioned. No, what you said actually I think is probably a very common thing. We have this, this kind of preconceived belief that you only get one shot at it when in fact, a good vision board is interactive. You're constantly swapping things out or adding stuff to it. So even if you uh, happen to manifest that dream home that's on there and you find it's not really the one you want, guess what? You can do it again. You don't have to keep that dream home forever. You can actually <laughs> trade in for another one. <laughs> well, you're, you're right there. Yes, you're right. <laughs> and in fact, uh, oh, by the way, there's also a great way if, if for somebody who uh, doesn't feel like going out and, you know, buying foam core or something like that or, and cutting stuff out and glue, getting glue and pasting it all to the board. Pinterest is a great way to do the same thing without having to buy all that stuff. 
If you get a Pinterest account, oh, yeah? yeah, oh yeah, you can just go to get your Pinterest account and you can start copying and pasting from various places that you find photos online and start putting together your vision board. That's what Pinterest does. Pinterest is about sharing stuff that you like. Well, it yeah. doesn't really matter in this case whether you're sharing it, you're sharing it with yourself. So who cares whether anybody else is seeing it? You're just sharing it for you. And the nice thing about Pinterest is that since it is something that you can do pretty easily, you don't have to have a whole lot of skill. Not like using that video software. That takes quite a bit of skill. Pinterest is simple. Anybody can do it. And because it's that simple, you can just constantly be looking for stuff that you like and putting it onto your Pinterest board and making a comment about it. And so you're basically feeding your subconscious mind with all this stuff that you want to attract into your life. And you and you can amend it, too. I mean, like with the house. You, you put a house up and you say, well, later on, I don't know if I really want that house. And you find another house you want to stay. Well, you put that one on your Pinterest board. And you just keep putting mm -hmm. stuff on your Pinterest board regularly mm -hmm. on a regular basis. So mm -hmm. Pinterest is a great way to do a vision board. Mm. Yeah. The other the other problem I have with vision boards is I don't I don't really want a whole lot of stuff. M more of the things that I want are more um, emotional or um, relationship wise. You know, mm -hmm. I want I want a good relationship with my kids. Mm -hmm. I want a a good relationship with my grandkids. I want to be near them and be able to experience them growing up and that kind of thing, or I want to, I want to help people, or I want to see the buttonwood tree grow, or things like that, you know, that are hard to put into pictures. It's not like, oh, I want a new kayak, or I want a new bicycle, or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, and actually, vision boards are one way to do it. There are a lot of ways to do those things, but a vision board can be a good way to do that. The tricky part, and it's not tricky, it's actually more of a good exercise to follow, is going to look for an image, usually an image, maybe a video, but usually an image that is representative to you of the thing that you're looking for. So if you're trying to look for a better relationship with you know, a, a relative, then you look for an image that is representative of how you want that relationship to look. And you put that mm. on your Pinterest board or on your video board or your mm. vision board or whatever you want. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. And, yeah. and the nice thing about Pinterest, too, with Pinterest, they let you put something up and then you can comment on it. So you can find this item. Let's say it's a picture. Uh, I mean, I don't know what specifically you want uh, to improve your relationship, but let's say, uh, let's say it's somebody who you fight with all the time. Okay, so you want to f you find a picture of two people who are very relaxed and friendly and having a, a warm conversation. And, and uh, if it's two, if, if if the relative is a female, then you have two females perhaps, and you put them up on the board, and you say something underneath like "This is me and so and so having a great time and, and no longer butting heads" or something along that line. So you turn it hmm. into something that is your own thing. Right, right. Interesting. I'll have to check into that. I I, I opened it a Pinterest account, but I I haven't really done anything with it. So. Yeah, a lot of people do that. <laughs> this is a, this is a <laughs> common thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I created one. I just don't do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have. I don't. The other thing is, I don't really have a whole lot of time to do that. So, mm -hmm. well, such as the life of an executive director of a nonprofit. This you know? is true. This is true. <laughs> just, so, in your case, it may not be a, a vision board that's the appropriate thing to do. You may need to, to do a simpler, shorter process than that, that you can devote a little time to instead of a lot of time to every day. Yeah, I just sort of imagine myself in the future doing the things I want to do and 
being where I want to be and uh, enjoying the now. I spend a lot more time just focused on now, I think. So. That's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Um, let's see. Now, we did have one other thing. Sarita had mentioned that she is trying to sell her farm. She's working on manifesting the perfect buyer. Now, she didn't ask this as a question, but she kind of shared it toward the beginning of the podcast that that's something that she's doing. So I'm going to suggest that we do something as a group here. I'm going to suggest that we... Yeah, now, where is the farm? uh, It's in Oklahoma. That's where she lives. I presume it's in Oklahoma. She says she's in Oklahoma. I'm kind of assuming that the farm is there also. Yeah. It seems reasonable, you know. But uh, what what I'm going to suggest is let's all imagine right here and now with because we're feeling pretty good right about now. And that's the first yeah. rule. The first rule is you have to feel good, right? So we're feeling pretty good. Right. Right. Okay. Let's let's imagine that this perfect buyer comes along for Sarita. And, and let's uh, take the visualization a step further. Let's imagine Sarita and the buyer and the realtor or realtors at a meeting. And she's, Sarita is hearing the buyer get so excited about the property. And actually offering exactly what she's hoping that she's going to get out of it. And in fact, insisting that his realtor fill out the paperwork right now because he wants to make his offer right now. And he's got his check in hand. And he hands the check over to the realtor, and the realtor talks to her realtor and says, well, I got an offer for your price. And Sarita's saying, Yahoo, I just sold the thing. All right. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. I, I pictured all of that while you were saying that, Walt. So I hope everybody did. And and that's a great little vignette for, for Sarita, too. I mean, Sarita, you, you do well um, every night to, to imagine that little scene that we just painted uh, before you go to sleep. And try to include, I, I didn't even get into the sensory details very much. I, I got into a little bit with uh, the sound of, of the conversation, um, but that was about it. But uh, imagine yourself actually standing there. Feel your feet on the ground. Or if you're se- seated, feel yourself sitting in the chair. And you're in a room, probably a realtor's office. Okay? Imagine the realtor's office. Imagine the windows over on the side and the sunlight coming in. You know, imagine uh, what your realtor looks like. Imagine what his or her voice sounds like. Imagine uh, what the temperature of the room is. Imagine if there's snow outside, rather than, whether there's snow outside or if the, there's no snow outside. Um, imagine, you know, fill in all the details that you can of what the scene looks like and what it feels like. And are there any scents in the background, any smells? Uh, maybe there's coffee pl- smell, uh, you know, cooking in the background. Um, it, especially, you know, taste would be the same thing. You're, maybe you're drinking coffee while you're you know, interacting with the realtor or with the buyer, you know. So imagine yourself sipping the coffee. Or here's a better one. The the buyer makes his offer, you accept the offer, and you shake, you're shaking hands with the realtor, and then later on at the closing, you're shaking hands with the buyer. So imagine yourself shaking hands. That's actually a Neville Goddard example. Neville, mm. Neville actually made it very limited uh, for somebody who was, um, I think it was somebody who wanted to have an Arthur Murray franchise, Arthur Murray Dance Studio. Oh, he I might, remember that story. He yeah. wanted to get a franchise. And what uh, what this person visualized is he visualized the regional director for Arthur Murray shaking his hand, congratulating him for being the new owner of the franchise. And he got it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That, that was yeah. the, the big story there. So do yeah. the same thing. Just you know, turn it into yeah. a scene that you can play over and over again. Very simple. It doesn't have to be real long. It should actually be short. But 
make it as detailed as you can in your mind and then play that scene for yourself every night. Yeah. You'll have a buyer faster than you can imagine. <laughs> God bless you. Excuse me. So let's see. Do we have any other questions or comments here? Well, Siraj likes the vision video board. Good. Glad you like that. <laughs> Fabian says, a caveman can do it. Yay. All right. Right out of the commercial. I like that. <laughs> uh, oh, Jessica's asking about overcoming illnesses. Yeah, we can actually talk about that. Um, because okay. that's, that's something that, and, and also, uh, Siraj had a question about it. Um, but that's something that I've had experience with directly. And Louise has just been going through, as you know, specifically, she's been going through, um, overcoming a medical condition. Um, before I tell my story, do you, do you have a story that you'd want to tell along that line? Something where there was a, a disease or an illness or something that you came over, overcame or, or somebody, you know, overcame? Well, I, I think the most dramatic story that I know of and pers that personally happened was when my husband got kidney stones and uh, I looked up in Louise Hay's book what the uh, emotional or mental state related to kidney stones was mm -hmm. and I believe it was holding on to resentments mm -hmm. and he had just come out of a divorce so he uh, he he did call upon his grandmother to help and he focused really hard and spent like 24 hours in bed with just putting it, placing his hands above where the pain was and focused on letting go of resentments. And I, I can't say that it was um, um, a short or an easy thing to do. I think it was really difficult for him to do. I mean, he was in an excruciating pain. I think, I think probably 99.9 .9 of the rest of the population in that pain situation probably would have gone to the hospital in, a, in an ambulance yeah um but it worked mm -hmm. and he wound up uh, breaking up the kidney stones he passed one and then broke up the other one wow. and um it that's was pretty dramatic yeah um kidney stones so are excruciatingly painful too so that's that's a really major uh accomplishment yeah to maintain yeah. that level of, of mind consciousness mind you know focusness that's really really good yeah, yeah. what um, about you well um Obviously, there's a story of what happened with, with Louise. I won't try to, to uh, retell that right. story right. here. I will in, instead point people who want to hear that story again. Go to the December 27th episode uh, of LOA Today. I believe it's entitled Louise's Christmas Miracle. Um, and it was a show I did with Joel Elston. And uh, that we tell the entire story in that. So that's, that's a great one to check out. Um, if you're not sure how to find that episode, that's probably because you're not yet a subscriber. So I'm going to put my commercial note in here and say, why aren't you a subscriber? Become one. It's so simple to do and it's free. Just go to the website, LOAToday.net, and you'll find links for uh, clicking through to become a subscriber. And also, most of the places where we post uh, both the live stream and the podcast have links in them for Android users and for Apple, iPhone, iPad users, and so forth. So just pick the right link. It'll walk you right through the process, and then you'll get all the, the episodes streaming right to your phone. Um, so by all means, become a subscriber and listen to that episode. Uh, the other story that I'm thinking of, though, I can tell a lot quicker than that one. That one, I needed the entire show to tell that one because there was a whole lot in it. But uh, the, other episode, the other story I can tell is uh, actually one that I told this past summer uh, because it happened this, actually in the spring, late spring it happened, um, it, it dated back to the pre to last winter when I injured ligaments in both knees to the point where they were, it, it wasn't getting better. I was trying, at first I tried to exercise my way out of it. That didn't work. That actually made things worse. And then I just tried to rest my way out of it and that didn't do anything either. 
And I'm looking up online and saying, well, it takes 6 to 12 months to heal ligament issue. And I'm saying, no, 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 this is not good. I'm not going to accept this. And by that point, I was in excruciating pain. This was in May of this past year. Um, I was practically in bed. I could hardly move when I walked around. I mean, it was just painful to watch me. I couldn't get down on the ground. I couldn't get back up. I mean, I was just in really severe pain. Wow. And then one day I said to myself, well, you do a show on the law of attraction. What the hell are you doing with all this physical stuff? Use what you know to attract healing. So I said, oh, yeah, duh, okay. <laughs> and so kind of like what Mike went through, not, not nearly the level of pain Mike had, but I had plenty of pain to deal with. I literally was taking my mind off of that pain and putting it where I wanted it to be instead. Um, now, I was unfortunate in the sense that my left knee was in excruciating pain that particular day. I was very fortunate in that if I was lying down, my right knee was experiencing no pain. So I used my little uh, trick where I take advantage of the fact that we're bilateral. And I kept focusing on my right knee and saying, my left knee feels just like this. <laughs> my right knee feels great right now. And that's the way my left knee feels. And it was quite a battle, actually, because... You know, that pain just draws your attention. You know, you, when oh, you've right. got chronic pain, oh my goodness, it's, it, it's like a, it's, it's, it's radar, it just zooms right in on your conscious mind. So you almost have to pull it away and say, no, I'm not going to focus there, I'm going to focus over here instead. And I was able to do it for like a quarter of a second. I said, oh, I did it. And during that quarter of a second, <laughs> the pain was gone in my left knee. And then it was back. I said, okay, I'm going to try to do it again. And then I managed to do it for a half second. For a half second, the pain was gone. And then for a full second. And I think I got it to like three or four seconds, like three, four, maybe five seconds, where there was no pain in the left knee because I was so focused on that right knee. Well, I did that a few times, and by that point I was exhausted, so I stopped for the day. Next day I woke up, and, and, and by the way, I was icing the knee all this time, too. You know, so I was trying to bring it down using conventional methods. I was doing both. Next day I woke up, and it felt considerably better it wasn't completely gone the pain wasn't gone yet but it was considerably better i could get around with some difficulty i couldn't bend down very much but you know i had much more flexibility than i did the day before and most of the pain actually all the pain was gone if i just was lying down if i put any weight on if i started bending it then i'd start experiencing pain so i did it again i figured well it worked you know pretty good yesterday let's see if i can do it some more so i did it some more did it for about two or three days, and after two or three days, about 98% of the pain was gone. Wow. That's great. And that, it shocked the heck out of me, I can tell you that. <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I didn't expect it to be that easy. And I, I, I say easy. It wasn't easy at all. It took everything I, I had to give it. But yeah. relatively speaking, compared to you know the Internet telling me that it would take six months to a year to heal this thing, I was right. pretty happy with those results. Those were, those were good results. Yeah. And yeah, then, no, and then an, interesting, an interesting thing happened. Then I just kind of let it stay there for a bit. I didn't complete the process of healing it to the point where it was 100%. Hmm. And it stayed that way for a hmm. long time. And Tifel and I said, why did I leave it staying that way? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Why did I do that? So I started applying it again. And uh, I, I can't say that the story is done yet. I'm still working on it. I can tell you that I've gotten to the point now where I can go into a, a deep squat and get myself back up again without pushing up off the floor. It takes some effort to do it, but I can do it. Um, most of the time I have no pain at all. The only time I have 
any pain is if I go into a deep squat and everything is really extended at that point. And so I can feel pain then. So I haven't completely gotten rid of it, but I've mostly gotten rid of it. It's like 99.9% gone. So there's a story. Oh, that's good. Good for you. That's a story. Yeah. Yeah. And there are lots of stories. People, this, this is the interesting thing for me. The fact is, Abraham tells us, Abraham Hicks tells us that every single illness was created in our minds first. Not that we were saying, I'm going to get sick. But rather, we focus on a whole bunch of stuff we didn't like, and that is what attracted the sickness. Right. If you do that long enough, and we have plenty of opportunity to do that, we have stresses in our lives, we have ongoing problems, and so forth. And so the more that we get ourselves into a state about that, the more we tend to attract illnesses. Kind of along the lines of what you were talking about with Louise Hay and her book, talking about uh, symptoms as a metaphor. Well, it's not just a metaphor. It's also, yeah, we, we attract these things. Similarly... We can not only heal ourselves using that same mechanism, the mind, but we can also avoid getting sick. Yep. And I say that with full knowledge that I can't remember the last time I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, I, I, my, it's been a while for me. I, I usually, I used to get sick every winter, but I don't anymore. Yeah, I stay healthy um, now. And by the way, that's so, the way I think about it. I, I think about it not as getting not getting sick. I think about it as I stay healthy. I, I stay think, healthy, right? I, I think it's actually right. better to do that. When you talk about getting sick, you're actually going to include, you know, increase the possibility you're going to get sick. Mm-hmm. But if but if you stay healthy, I mean, that's a different mindset. So, right, right. Yeah. And I, I I I think I stay pretty healthy, all things considered. I mean, I do take good vitamins and uh, uh, pretty much just good vitamins and a few things that I do for pro you know, prophylactic kind of stuff, uh, just to stay healthier, but, uh, but knock on wood, I'm a pretty healthy person. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, Siraj wanted to, uh, to point out that when it comes to attracting any kind of abundance, hypnotherapy can work. And that's true. Um, I, I know hypnotherapists who focus strictly on helping people using hypnotherapy and the law of attraction, and they've had tremendous success. So you're right about yeah. that, Siraj. Thanks for pointing that out. That's really good. Yeah. And Fabian shared a little bit of the story. Fabian said, I overcame alopecia, which I, I don't actually know what that is. To show my gratitude, I am, let's see, hold on a second. I, I just screwed up my thing. I'm going to grow my hair and donate it. Wow. 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 Okay, now I. I, I sounded that once. Donated hair? Yeah. Really? Yeah, okay. you grow it to a certain length, and you put it in a ponytail, and you cut it off, and you... I think it has to be at least 12 inches. Oh, well, okay, no wonder. Alopecia is a bald spot. It, it's it's hair loss. So mm-hmm. I can understand why donating hair would be a nice way of, of saying thank you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. All right, very good. Well, very good, Fabian. Congratulations on that. that that's something to write up, because a lot of people um, would like to overcome that that uh, particular difficulty and you did it. So, wow. Well done to you. Really good. In fact, if you feel like it, tell us the story in the, uh, in the chat, we'll be able, we'll pick it up or even better. If you want to come on to uh, the, the uh, blue jeans platform and tell us about it, we'd love that. Sure. But, you know, any details yeah. you want to share, that'd be great. So let's see. I don't really see any other questions or anything. Uh, pretty much the same. Lots of comments, but nothing about questions. So let me see if I can stump you with another one, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. 
I'm going to try to go again to something that I saw today online. Well, I'm just going to go to a very simple one. Um, you see this one fairly often. Somebody will post, I'm just feeling really, really depressed. Send me good vibes. And my question to you is, do you think that alone will work? And if so, why? And if not, what do you think will work? <laughs> no. Um, with just one person sending one person energy, vibrations, to get out of that depression, I think it certainly could help, but I don't think it would be enough to bring them out of a depression. Now, if it were a whole city of people, then I, I think that they might really feel that positive energy and maybe that would be enough. But mm -hmm. I, I think that you need a lot more accumulish, accumulated energy to, to beat somebody's depression. Mm -hmm. So what I, what I would suggest is that, you know, maybe you can tell them that you and some others and, and reach out to your own friends to say, hey, let's help. And then um, encourage them, nurture them, and talk to them as much as possible about things that they might use, the things that they might know themselves, some of their own techniques to get out of depression. I think part of being depressed, I think, is that we want to, we want to recede into our own selves and we don't really want to talk to anybody else. Mm. So if you do get out of yourself, get out of your mind a little bit and you do listen to other people, I think that's a helpful thing to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't get depressed very often. I think I've only been like seriously depressed once in my life. I mean, there's different levels of depression. So I'm talking like serious depression where I just, there was almost, there was this me person and then there was this other person and you, you almost have, there's almost like the separation of mind and you go, one of you is feeling really sad and blue and the other one is like, why are you feeling that way? You have nothing to feel depressed about. What, mm. snap out of it, you know, and you got, I had these two different mindsets going on, but I still felt really depressed and right. I, I couldn't get out of it for days. But, but, um, fortunately that doesn't happen to me a lot. So I can't really speak from personal experience on how to, get out of depression. I have other, other negative vibrations to get out of. <laughs> so, but I think talking to other people is a good way to start getting yourself out of a depressed state. If you, if you can manage to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's a lot, of, well, there's, there's clinical evidence that suggests that, that talking cures really do help. So that makes total sense. I would add a couple of ideas. First, on the Abraham Hicks scale of emotional set points, depression is like the lowest vibration. So it, it's, it's the most uncomfortable, negative, most undesired possible emotional state to be in. Um, and as a result, it's important to remember that like attracts like vibrationally. So even if somebody is sending you positive vibrations, if you insist on staying at that low negative vibration, even in the face of all that positivity coming your way, you won't climb out. You've got to be receptive right. to it. You've got to be willing to receive it. And what's right. more, if you do that, let, let's say you're, you're, let's say you're clinically depressed. Now let's say for whatever reason, you're fortunate enough to be in a situation where you have a hundred people who are all in the same physical space with you, not even across the world, but in the same physical space with you. And they're all there cheering and getting you excited and so forth and helping you pick yourself up. You get enough people in the room. We experienced that over um, uh, a few days ago with Mike's surprise party. You get enough people in the room, it just picks the whole energy up. 
It really does. But here's yeah. the thing. Even if you're in that room and you're in a depressed state and they manage to pick you up by having all those people cheering you and getting you feeling good and celebrating life and getting all excited and so forth, if you don't work to maintain that level, you will fall right back down again. Because you can't mm-hmm. count on them to always be. It wouldn't it be nice if we all had our own little crowd of 100 people who would follow us around. And whenever we're feeling blue, okay, I need a little cheering up. Yeah, hey, all right, way to go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's usually that not the case. That would be something. <laughs> that's usually not the opportunity we have. So, you know, if you do happen to get in a situation where people are giving you a lot of energy, first of all, take advantage of it and actually climb up. You know, climb up to the higher points on the scale. And do it the way Abraham talks about. Abraham does says, don't go from depressed to happy. That's too big of a jump. You know, go for, you know, anger. Anger is higher up than, than depression or, or, or fear right. or or uh, overwhelmment or hopelessness. Go, go for something that's higher on the scale and then go for something in a more positive vein and, and work your way up that way. But do, yeah. the, do something to get yourself up there. If you constantly are looking to other people to pick you up, it will never work. Because even if you get a short-term boost, you'll fall right back down again. Ultimately, yeah. you can't get out of depression until you change your own vibration. So yeah. it has to start with you. Yes, it's great if other people are willing to send positive vibes your way. But it's got to start with you. Otherwise, you're not going to get the benefit out of it that you're looking for. So start with you. And by the way, yeah. when you start with you, guess what other people do? They tend to send you positive vibrations. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Yeah. So that would be my my suggestion on that one. But you see that right. a lot. You see people talking about, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling so terrible today. Send me vibes, which basically means cheer me up. Well, okay. Just make sure you cheer yourself up at the same time. Otherwise, you're wasting the opportunity you've created. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's see. Do we have any other questions? Well, Siraj says he agrees. He agrees with me. That's good. I agree with you too. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Do you have any? Have you thought of anything that you could bring up as a question? Something that could challenge us a little bit? Something hmm. that you've run, maybe something you run into or you've, you've seen a lot. I haven't of thought or... of anything. No, I haven't thought of anything. Uh, question. You're doing a pretty good job of the questioning. All right. Let me see if I can come up with one more then, because we, we do have a few minutes left to, to do one more question. I think. All right. So, all right. What's a good one? Um, okay, well, we touched on health, and we've touched on uh, relationships. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about attracting money and, or, or wealth or, or career or something along that line. Um, all right. How about somebody who's trying to get a new job? And maybe it's somebody who's been having a lot of tough experience. Oh, there's another winning story we had. I forgot about this one. This is a big one. Paula, one of our listeners, um, had contacted Joel and I about, I want to say like three or four weeks ago. I don't remember exactly how long ago it was. But uh, she had a whole long story, and I won't relate the whole story. Um, A lot of it she told us offline anyway. Uh, But it was a whole long story about a husband who is kind of a, a... a depressed kind of person anyway and kind of a negative person and so forth. And he just lost his job again and other things were going wrong. The relationship was, was really, really in pains and, you know, really in tatters and so forth. And she was looking for some advice and, and we gave her a lot of advice, both, both LOA and some practical real world advice to help deal with it. Well, 
just this past week, we heard from her, and she said that she had decided to do some scripting on her own to try to help boost her husband, um, who I guess was going on job interviews again, and that alone was, was a pretty big step for him. And she was was scripting really hard the idea that he was going to get the job, and it was going to be smooth sailing, and she was so excited about that. And then he went for this one particular job interview, and he got the job. He got the wow. job. And then she found <laughs> out, to her amazement, and this was a key portion of what she brought up earlier, to her amazement, her husband had been scripting the same thing. And I say to her amazement because wow. he'd been a big skeptic about the law of attraction. He, he really didn't believe any of it was going to work. But he did it wow. anyway. He tried it anyway. And their co the combination of their efforts, he ended up getting the job, which is pretty good. Yeah. Wow. And they both scripted the same thing. Like they both they envisioned the same thing unbeknownst to each other. Without the other one knowing about it. Right. Wow. Exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's something. So that, yeah. that's got to be reassuring for anybody who is feeling unemployable for whatever reason. Yeah. That, yeah. you know. Well, I have a friend who's, we, I just was talking about that in the car on the way over here. Mm -hmm. And I was telling her to envision herself in her new job. Good. And and she was like, well, I, I just need to get a paycheck, you know. And I, I was like, well, well, yeah, but you want to get a paycheck doing something that you want to do, you know. Mm -hmm. So just spend a little bit of time. It doesn't take a long time. Just spend a little bit of time, even if it's just a, a minute, you know, three or four times a day. Right. And maybe it would be a good idea, like you were just suggesting, maybe it would be a good idea to share your vision with somebody else so you yeah. can have two or more minds working on it. You know, that may be... Absolutely. Yeah. The more the more minds you have going at it positively, the better. Um, I mean, they, I mean, and it's even especially true for somebody who is habitually negative, because he, in that story, was habitually a negative person. And yet he hmm. managed, for a brief period of time to get himself to believe something positive about getting a job and it worked. Right. So even if you're in a bad place, you just make a small move, a small improvement and it reaps rewards for you, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's there, worth, there you go. it's worth remembering that uh, it, it works there as well. One final it point, that, one final point that people um, uh, were, were, were posting on that today. I just saw this post um, people wondering, well, how do I know? Does, does the law of attraction really work all the time? And the answer is, yeah, it does. And that it's probably the hardest part for somebody who's first learning law of attraction to understand that everything that's in our lives, we attract. And you can just look around the, the room where you are right now and everything in that room, you attract it. And that, that's a hard concept because it seems like, well, heck, I know I went out and bought half this stuff. You know, I had to go to a job or I had to do something to earn the money or, or whatever. And, and, you know, what do you mean I attracted it? And yet we did. We attracted all of it. Even working a job is is part of attraction. The law of attraction uses the path of least resistance to deliver stuff to us. Sometimes that very often that path of least resistance is the paycheck, but it's still attracted. And it, that's a hard right. concept. That's a hard concept to come to grips with because it, it should seem like, Law of attraction should just be about the magic, right? The magic wand. Whatever the, the really cool manifestations are. That's law of attraction, right? No, actually all of it is. Yeah. But on the other hand, once we realize that that is the case, that the law of attraction is everything that goes on in our life, it, it, it touches every aspect of it, I think in the long run it makes it easier to understand the whole process. Because now, so now, now we're not looking for magic wands. Now we're just looking to see what's going to happen next, which is a better, healthier place to be, I think.
So, yeah. so. With, that, with that thought in mind, we've, we kind of run out of time, but this has been good. And uh, I look forward to doing it again with you next week. We'll have, let's see if we can come up with a, a list of more questions in case our audience is kind of quiet in the questions. That way we can ask each other. Sound good? All right. I'll think about some questions during the week, Walt, to ask all right. you. Okay. Sounds good. In the meantime, we'll invite you all to join us next time here on LOA Today. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye, Walt. Bye, everybody.